All you have to do is put one word after another and remember how great it feels to be a writer. Stephanie Lennox. Hello, welcome to StoryCraft, brought to you by the Pioneer Library System. I am Amanda. And I am Ben. Thank you for joining us today. We hope we encourage you to create your stories. Hi, Ben. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> well, we have a new uh, we have a new co-host because we are happy to tell you that our dear Zach has taken a great opportunity and um, will no longer be able to join us as a result of that great opportunity. So he will no longer be a co-host of StoryCraft, and we are very excited for him. Yeah, we wish him all the luck in his new career. Absolutely, and um, as a result of that, we're very very happy to have. Ben joining us. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay for me. Um, so thank you so much, Ben, for, for partnering with me on this. I'm really Absolutely. excited to have you here. Yeah. So today on our StoryCraft episode, we are going to talk about points of view, kind of word choice, and I, I called it points of view, but I'm not really sure that's an accurate topic title. Oh, sure. But we're going to talk about um, perspective and word choice and how the narrator's voice is a really important part of the story. Oh, yeah. It, it colors everything. It really does. Mm -hmm. It really does. And I think we don't talk a lot about, I don't know, maybe we've talked a little bit about it, but I'm, I don't think we, we hear that much in, in writing instruction how important the narrator is as a character mm -hmm. and how important that is to whether or not you like a story. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I think that's really important. So oh, absolutely. I have... A short, I don't know, it's a couple of paragraphs that um, that a copy that I found that I think is really articulates well. We hear so much about how important it is to speak in active voice. I don't know if you were ever told that in school. Don't write in passive voice. Yes, I remember hearing that. And what was the justification? Well, it weakens it weakens your your writing. Okay. So um, just for a review. So active voice is when you have the subject of a sentence is doing the verb. And passive voice is kind of the opposite. It's when the um, the direct object, <laughs> I think, is doing the, is having, is having the action acted upon it. So mm. um, we have here a, a passage that is written in passive voice and, um, and we can see how of what the effect that that has on it. So do you want to read? That? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, and this is The Curriculum by Mitch Albom. The last class of my old professor's life took place once a week in his house in his study where he could watch a small hibiscus plant shed its pink leaves. The class met on Tuesdays. It began after breakfast. The subject was the meaning of life. It was taught from experience. No grades were given, but there were oral exams each week. You were expected to respond to questions, and you were expected to pose questions of your own. You were also required to perform physical tasks now and then, such as lifting the professor's head to a comfortable spot on the pillow or placing his glasses on the bridge of his nose. Kissing him goodbye earned you extra credit. No books were required, yet many topics were covered, including love, work, community, family, aging, forgiveness, and finally, death. The last lecture was brief, only a few words. A funeral was held in lieu of graduation. Although no final exam was given, you were expected to produce one long paper on what was learned. That paper is presented here. I was the student. 
So, um, yeah. <laughs> what did you think about that? It felt so wrong. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's it's still like a funny passage. Like you you get you get kind of like the sense of humor of like writing in this way, like intentionally. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it just it kind of takes all the color out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it felt more distant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's um. It feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. So um, I think that that was purposely written that way to make us not uh, not get the punchline. I say punchline; it's not meant to be, you know, funny. But yeah, um, I think for us to not understand or kind of catch on to the identity of the narrator mm-hmm. there at the end until the very end. But um, yeah, it, it gives you some distance mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. So, it doesn't feel like you are the person talking until it's like that's the revelation. Yeah, and even just changing those words just a little bit, and you're saying the exact same thing. It slow. It somehow slows the pace. Does it mm-hmm. feel kind of like you're walking through peanut butter or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a good sport and reading that. Absolutely. I, I wanted you to read it because I've read it a few times and I feel like I would have like somehow given it away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wanted us to note the passive voice in that, in that passage and, um, and just kind of see how, how it affects, how it affects the, the way that, the way that that came across. Um, okay. So we have a little activity that I wanted us to do today, just by playing around with how, um, who your narrator is and how it, how it affects how we tell a story. All right. So, Um, so what, what does this activity entail? Well, um, we're going to tell, we're going to consider a couple of different um, scenes and tell them from a different character's perspectives. Okay. Um, but before we get t- started on that, I want to take a quick break for a word about some programs and resources from Pioneer. We're back. So for our writing activity today, we're going to consider, as I mentioned, a scene from two different perspectives. Now, the different narrators will focus on different details of a scene, even though they may they'll describe the exact same details. They'll they'll have different focuses on them, or they'll have different attitude towards the same exact events. Um, so, for instance, a love story, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very compelling story to tell, and so a love story is going to be described much differently by the person that's a part of the love story than by somebody, say, who has a really cynical view towards love in general or romance. Absolutely. Or by somebody a, who, I don't know. A jealous onlooker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or by, um, you know, like a parent who doesn't approve or something oh, like absolutely, that. So yeah. they may be telling the exact same things. These mm-hmm. are the way that they people All the met. events happen the same, but... Mm-hmm the all the particulars can shift and skew and mm-hmm. become their own versions yeah they're going to skip over some of the the detail or they'll have just a completely different attitude towards them so exactly so um much like that the experience of like riding on a roller coaster is going to be retold very differently by someone who's a real thrill seeker and um who loves that kind of thing versus somebody who uh hates <laughs> adrenaline dumps so um 
much like that, that kind of real world, just retelling stories and experiences works. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to try just doing that a little bit here on the spot, if you're game. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so here are some scenes. Um, and so as this is kind of a fun writing exercise. If you get yourself into a slump, you can challenge yourself to write the same scene um, from various perspectives. And I tried to do this um, in preparation for for this episode. So I first wrote a scene. I just mm-hmm. <laughs> it turned into a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> because before I before I could write the scene from one perspective and another perspective, I had to first document what the scene was. And oh then, yeah, to get to the the hard facts of what is happening just in this black scene. Black and white, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. This is the scene. This don't, is don't color the perspective. Don't this don't is, skew it one way or another. <laughs> right. This yeah. is just from Amanda speaking. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote the scene, and then I had to, um, in order to really fully describe what was taking place in the scene. Well, I had to give some backstory. Sure. So I had to establish. <laughs> <laughs> what had been going on in this town. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it turned into half a book, Ben. A it nice was novella. ridiculous. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I was like, this is out of hand. This is not at all what we're trying to do. And I didn't even get to the point sure. where I was like, he had even encountered where how, how the, these different perspectives would would describe what had taken place in the scene. I was like, what what has happened? What have I done? <laughs> this is a whole rabbit hole. It was a pretty interesting scene. It's oh, yeah. a whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There was magic involved, all kinds of things. Um, but <laughs> it was way too much. So <laughs> I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it a little simpler for us because I didn't think anybody wanted to hear that nonsense. Mm-hmm. So um, here's what I have for us today. I have, um, how about we'll start with this first one. A fight scene outside of a bar late one night. All right. All right. That's, that's our very, scene. That's a very nice, clear scene. <laughs> So, um, how about you pick one character, or do you want me to go first and you pick a different character, an opposing one? Um, I'll pick one. Okay. And am I making one up? Okay. Right? You're gonna make up a character. Great. How a character would describe or go about describing uh, a fight scene, and then, or maybe we can just collaborate. And how one one character, you pick a character, we'll both describe how. Yeah, let's collaborate. That, that sounds fun. And then uh, we'll pick another one that, yeah. that would be very different. Sure. So how's what, how would one what would be one character that would describe uh, maybe observing a fight scene or maybe so so it, are they in the fight it. or are they? Yeah, hey, well that's up to you. Yeah, uh, let's have the first person be an observer. Okay. Um, I don't know. Who's this person? Uh, let's call him Steven. Oh. He's not a Steve. Not Steven. Or not Steve. He's he's Steven. Steven. Okay. He's had a long, long week at the office. Mm-hmm. He's blown off steam, just having a nice quiet drink at the bar. Okay. Walks outside. And here's this, these hooligans. Calamity. Okay. <laughs> Chaos is okay. going on. Um, I don't know. What's, what, well, what else do we need? He's... He's he's immediately irritated. Yep. I think that's the word for him. Yep. Right? He, he is not one to suffer such immaturity and mm-hmm. foolishness. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to get involved. Nope. He's probably fr- a little frightened, but also a little morally high-grounded oh, to, yeah. to it. Okay. Okay. So he reacts. Um, no, he doesn't want to get involved. He's not involved in the story. Mm-mm. He's just describing it to mm-hmm. us. So um, he, he uses words like, yeah. Like, um, 
these fools, these idiots, mm-hmm. these uh, mm-hmm. these brutes. Brutes. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's a word he would use. Yeah. These brutes. <laughs> these brutes. Yeah, this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. And then he 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 mutters he mutters as he walks past, right? Mm-hmm. And then he just gets out of there. Yep. Right. And and then he and then he goes on to say something about how that messed up his his night, ruined his night somehow. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Poor Stephen. Poor Stephen. All right. <laughs> well, another person might retell this fight scene differently. Ooh. So who who's our next person? Should we want something kind of contrasty just for the sake of the exercise? Yeah. Um, should they be involved or should it be another onlooker? Well, I think this one is Joanne. Joanne, okay. Mm-hmm. I like that name. Yeah, Joanne. Well, she lives she lives there nearby. Okay. Right is around she, the corner. Oh man, she <laughs> loves a good fight. Oh yeah. You know? You know, good She'd old Joanne. Wait, waiting for this all week. Joanne, she saw it coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, she just felt like the energy. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of uh, nervous excitement, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this helps her not have to, you know, deal with her own stuff. Yep. Because it's not her fight, but man, it's a fight. Oh, she loves yeah. it. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Because she she would describe the fight as a good one. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what would she how would she describe a, a good fight besides just a good one? Oh, i think she would get into like the details of how they were fighting oh, yeah, and for like sure. like what their particular styles were like who who the who the contenders were and who she thought would do better or was doing better at any yeah. given moment <laughs> she doesn't care what started it no. she doesn't care about <laughs> any of that stuff no. she's all about laying punches absolutely yeah, yeah, and how, who, who landed what punch, and yeah. how, and how, how hard they hit the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what it sounded like. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Lots of oohs. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And she, groans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. She, yeah. 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 <laughs> she she walks away feeling elated. Yes. Yeah. 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 It helped her ignore her own stuff. Okay, yeah. great. Good old Joanne. Good old Joanne. Okay. <laughs> Poor Stephen and good old Joanne. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good. Okay, what's our next scene? Um, okay, we have a group build a new machine that maims one of the engineers. Awesome. And I Ooh. misspelled maims. I'm sorry. <laughs> that assaults your eyes. Just noticed that. Okay. Yeah, okay. So we've got some engineers all right. They've designed a machine. All right. So we need to establish some, some facts. If it's a machine that can maim, is it built for maiming? Is this a is this a machine no. gone wrong? Or is this is this just like well, as classic a, warehouse accident <laughs> kind of issue? As, a, as the person who conceived of the scene, I will say no. It was no. not supposed to okay. maim anybody. Just a... Uh, Finger in the wrong place type, <laughs> pulled into the gears type accident. Well, I imagined it kind of just going mad. Oh, okay. So more like a... It was more violent than that. Yeah, like an automated system that kind of freaks out. All of these are very violent. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're in a, in a, in a particular <laughs> headspace this well, week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so the first person is, well, 
the cleaning, uh, the cleaning uh, person who sees this, uh, named John. Ooh. Okay. okay. He happens. He happens upon the space, the workshop. Who, so who's John? Is he is he scared or is he is he jaded? Is he like, oh man, I have to clean this up? Yeah. See, John. <laughs> John's a vet. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's seen some stuff. And he's like, jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Initially, I said killed one of the engineers. Yeah. So I decided. See, I did, dial, it a I did dial it back a That's little. Good. <laughs> okay. So I don't think that he happens upon it, you know, something too bad. Mm, but he, okay. he comes in. Um, I think he can come in right. He just happens by. And maybe he helps. Mm. I think he helps. I think okay. John gets involved. He's, okay. So he's not he's not too jaded. He, he's an active player. Yeah. He's not happy about it. He's not there to be helpful. Yeah. He's just like, this is what I have to do. Yeah. Because that's John. That's can't, what John Can't does. turn down the opportunity, even though he's not yeah. excited about yeah. it. Yeah. He doesn't become part of the story. He just, you know, he like picks something up and yeah, here's your finger back, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Who, who else witnesses this, this maiming of the engineer? Uh. A new intern who's working with the group. Yes. <laughs> Just fresh fresh to this uh, corporation, <laughs> helping out with this new invention, and then this happens. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. Bright hide, bushy tail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like, I'm Full getting to work on real tech. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, What's this intern's I've name? I've been horrified. Um, <laughs> well, um Gloria. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Poor Gloria. Poor Gloria. Yeah. So how does she react? Does she does she just run away, or is she like, okay, this is what I'm here for? Uh, <laughs> is she is she kind of thrilled? Uh, n- not real, well. Real life engineering. Uh, this is real life engineering. I think she is thrilled, but also terrified. <laughs> um, probably panics and and like freezes yeah um i don't know does she does she tell this as if i mean she still has a passion for the field Mm -hmm. okay so she doesn't want to scare readers from she wonders this if it's the patch that she uploaded (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah she She didn't write the patch but she was instructed to upload the patch right so she so she okay. feels a little guilty. She would like totally, it could have been me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. But she also she wouldn't want to scare readers from going into this oh, field. No. Absolutely not. So she's gonna probably kind of, you know, kind of soften it a little bit. Yeah. Say things like the stuff happens. It it could have been a lot worse. Could have been <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It yeah. wasn't his it wasn't his index finger. Right. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Good Gloria. Gloria, she's true blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Our final scene for this writing exercise is a knitting circle. And one woman discloses, I'll say suddenly, that she knows the deadly secret of another in the group. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah, you really had like a very like cool like, <laughs> like I get it. These are like very exciting situations. So it's, yeah. it's definitely dramatic, and I love it. Um, so okay, so I guess it's a knitting circle. So there's not gonna be like a lot of other people around. So it's gotta be people in the knitting circle, right? Um, so let's let's just have start with an onlooker. Okay, uh, maybe Esther. Esther. Mm-hmm. Esther feels like she'd be in a knitting group. Yeah. And she probably started it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. She's a little jaded, like not surprised, but also mm-hmm. like feels like she's supposed to be surprised. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like You know how some people when they hit a certain age, they just uh they're like, oh, nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah, I've seen anything could happen. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen. That's the right, that's what the vibe I get from Esther as yeah. well. You said, I feel like she's, she's, hmm. she's just kind of around. like a, hmm, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that explains who doesn't have a, a deadly lot. circle yeah. or yeah. a deadly secret. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, Esther's like, yeah, sure. So she's she's almost unfazed. Unfazed. Is she she just kind of matter of fact about it? Does she just, <laughs> she she goes on with her yeah, knitting? <laughs> she's knitting. She's like, hey, doesn't put down her needles. Listen, this one woman she mentions, she knows the deadly secret of this other one, and she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's sort of matter of fact when she describes it. Does Absolutely. she make excuses for it? She's just like, hey, she just makes some flippant comment about like, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think more of a flippant, just like, well, no. So Not I su- love nothing surprises there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't tell you which ones, but I have read books where that's the narrator, and those are some of my favorite because yeah. they're kind of snarky. <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah they're 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 kind of wise and yeah they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I know that narrator. Okay, well, on the other hand, onlooker two, or are we maybe yeah. one of the active participants, Ooh. the accused? The accuser. Oh, well. Those are, those are other options. Well, I was going to go with another onlooker who would be completely outraged mm-hmm. that would I, take place. I think we should do an active, an active think, person because we've been doing mostly yeah, onlookers for these I situations. Think you're, I think you're on the right track there. So, mm, I th- what do you think? The accused? What would you rather read? A story where the accused is telling the story about like, uh, Linda d- claimed that she knew my deadly secret. Which she did, but. <laughs> but how dare <laughs> how, she How would she even me? know? <laughs> yeah. And of course, I was horrified. Who Who is this accused? Well, and so that goes into whether or not your narrator is a reliable mm, narrator. Yes. An important, or, an important factor. Yeah, uh, an unreliable one. So your narrator can can lie to you, readers. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the day that I figured that out in in reading, it blew my mind. Really? Yeah, it was it was so cool. <laughs> it's like, oh. So were you reading something where you had an unreliable narrator? Yes. Yeah. When because it was um, a book told from I'm forgetting the particular book, but it was told from multiple points of view. Oh, okay. very relevant to this okay. activity. But you were getting different stories of what happened mm-hmm. of the same event, and you're just like, oh, okay. 
one of these so, is well, lying to some, me. Yeah, somebody does not want to tell the truth or is like making up a story to themselves because they may yeah. also not be able to handle. That's another fun aspect is they may not be able to handle the reality of the situation. Yeah. So they have to tell themselves a story. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why it's really important to think of the narrator as a character. Absolutely. As a separate character because they are like people, yeah. you know? I mean, sometimes they're, they have bad intentions, mm -hmm. but sometimes they're just kind of flawed mm -hmm. and they're, they're kind of doing their best yeah. to relate to you this story, <laughs> but they just they can't, they can't see themselves yeah. clearly. They can't see the situation clearly because they're, you know, they don't want to admit it. Oh yeah. You know? So yeah. So this, this woman with the deadly secret, her name is, uh, I, I just, Marjorie. Marjorie. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a good one. And. I think that's her thing. She knows, yeah, she's got a deadly secret, but it's completely justified. She's been keeping it a secret for like 30 years. And yeah, she's horrified. And I think this is what, this is where the story takes a turn mm -hmm. because she has to confront what her truth is and what she did. Ooh, this is a good story. Ooh, what a good kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is I think a great exercise uh, for I think for just thinking through any sort of scene that like feels particularly important, mm -hmm. uh, like turning points in your story, like major like plot reveals and stuff like that. It's good to like get all the like sense of how everybody sees it. Even if you're only going to write it from one position, it's valuable. Right. Right. And I think, well, I think it's important to know that, you know, if you, if you have a site, a scene and it feels kind of dry, maybe someone else needs to be telling it. Mm, yes. Because yeah. another, another narrator can yeah. tell it in a more interesting way. Absolutely. So you had mentioned that this kind of plays into some of the songwriting that you've been working on. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I am a musician. I write songs. Um, I'm getting ready to go in with my band and record an album. And so we've been finishing up lyrics for songs. And like part of that has been, I've been learning to write from different perspectives, not just like my own. Cause like for a long time, I just wrote from my own like personal perspective. And then I realized that that's a very limited view. And like, there's so much more options for like, bringing in other perspectives or bringing in like characters into songs and writing from their perspectives and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a very freeing exercise to, to take this on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Good. Well, we have some library materials where you can find some more information about um, word choice and um, things like, um, point of view and and um, the voice. <laughs> I was trying to, <laughs> trying to think of what we'd started off talking about. You started thinking about word choice and then you couldn't find couldn't, the words. <laughs> couldn't choose my words. Okay. Uh, we have a book called The Way of the Writer, Reflections on the Art and Craft of Storytelling by Charles Johnson. And that is a book you can find in the Pioneer Library System catalog. And there's also an, an audio book on Hoopla called Writing Wrongly by Thomas Corfield. Um, and that is, again, that's on Hoopla. So you should check those out Absolutely. for more information. Yeah. So this was a 
this was great. Thank you for having me as your new guest host. I know people have probably heard me before. I'm on the Five Minute Film Finder podcast as well. I've also kind of chimed in. I've I produce all the podcasts, but I will be sitting in and helping out with Storycraft for here until we'll see. <laughs> Well, I'm very, very excited to have you join me. So yeah. thank you very much, Ben. I really, really appreciate you, and I appreciate all your input on this. This is fun. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us today. And if you would like to contact us, you can email podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org with the subject line Storycraft. And we would love to hear from you. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye.